0: During this series, we will explore the other side of sales, the people behind Amgen and Nephrology Nation. We will examine what makes us tick, what makes us unique, where do our interests lie outside of work, and what our jobs mean to us. The intent is to learn more about one another and build upon the already strong sense of community and family that we call Neph Nation. During this episode of the Nef Radio podcast, your host, Casey Stoltzing will be interviewing our North Carolina district manager and leader of the Team Titans, Brandon Cox. During their great conversation, they will be discussing why it's never a good idea to swing a bat recklessly, why going through a midlife crisis can actually cause a lot of physical pain, why Brandon is the black sheep of his family, and finally, what Amgen means to me. We hope that you enjoy the conversation.
1: Hey Neff Nation, are you ready to welcome our next Neff Radio guest from the University of Kentucky, born and raised in the Bluegrass State, Brandon Cox. Hey Brandon. Hey. How's it going?
2: Doing well, Casey. Happy to be here.
1: Hey, thanks for doing this, uh, Neff Radio Podcast. This is awesome. I'm super excited to have you. And I hope you didn't mind the introduction. I I read your bio and I thought man as a big sports fan that brandon is we gotta we gotta welcome him on the Nef radio field with uh with a good intro <laughs>
2: hey I, I, I love the intro my team always gives me grief because of uh, the majority of our conference calls I'm, I'm wearing uk paraphernalia in some way shape form or fashion cal Bland actually always gives me grief as well during our, our national dm calls so i always like to support my wildcats <laughs>
1: I have noticed it as well. I think everybody notices, and it's it's good. You got passion. You got a love for the team. You got to do it. You Absolutely. got to represent. So, <laughs> I thought, okay, I got to introduce him this way. I just got to do it. <laughs> I love no it, no matter how corny that may have sounded. But uh, well, listen, you provided a, a really cool bio, and um, I loved it. And there's a lot to talk about. So I'm gonna jump in like I normally do just to what really popped off the page to me is a fun place to start. I just think it'd be fun to dive in right here. And um, I think it's going to tie into the very last bullet point that you shared with me too. And I'm going to do this in and in a, in, we'll just see what happens. But I want to know because more than half of the stuff you shared with me is all about your family, but I want to start off, Brandon, with you telling Nef Nation about your experience because you're not only a coach at work, but you are a T-ball coach to your son's four- and five-year-old Little League team. And I want to just dive in right there to hear about that and uh, your life as a coach. And then we're going we're gonna to go from there.
2: Absolutely. It's, uh, so my son, Jackson, uh, turned four in December. And uh, we started playing. Our, he signed up. We signed him up for T-ball um, about three weeks ago. So we've had, in that time frame, we've had two practices. Um, and, and I'm the head coach <laughs> and, and uh, another father That's... on the team is as the assistant coach. Um, so it's been a, a really fun experience. It, it's taught me a, um, continues to teach me a lesson in being patient. Um, our last practice, I think the majority of the boys were out <laughs> playing in the dirt and, um, you know, running around, uh, not really paying attention to the coaches. Um, but one thing that we we shared during our first practice, is we have two rules. The first rule is to make sure that they, they're always having fun. And the second rule is to make sure that they're listening to their coaches. Um, and Casey, let's just say that, uh, I think they're abiding by that first rule a ton. Now, that second rule is, is getting ignored um, pretty much every practice that we have. But, but it's a lot of fun, so that that's the most important thing.
1: Ah, I love it. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> I just, you just gave me a memory of my kids. Well, they were when they were little playing soccer, and they were more interested in picking flowers and running around and throwing grass at each other than actually listening to the coaches. So I can totally imagine what your kids are doing on your team. Oh yeah, and and one quick tidbit. Uh,
2: So you know, of course, with T-ball, they're they're playing with these metal bats, and kids don't really understand kind of the damage that you can do by just swinging a bat recklessly. So that's probably half of the uh, direction that we're given during practices. Hey, stop swinging your bat. Stop swinging your bat. We probably say that, you know, at least a dozen times during these practice. Stop swinging your bat. They're just out just willy-nilly, just swinging the bats all around. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a treat.
1: Uh, maybe, and that's probably why uh, baseball players wear, wear helmets when they, uh, when they hit, right? There you go. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, smart. That's a good idea. Um, that is so funny. Okay. Have you ever had any of your kids strike out at T-ball?
2: So not yet. Um, During our second practice, we actually taught them or we're trying in the process of teaching them after they swing to run to first base. So there were a couple of swing and misses, which, you know, I think happens at at that age. Um, But I think the funniest part of that is the, the kids that were able to make contact, they were just running. And I'll give my son, for example, um he actually had a, a a good hit off the tee and you know, the direction was run to first base and he just took off running and I caught him force gump because he didn't stop at first base. He just kept running straight into the outfield <laughs> fence. And I'm like, Jackson, 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 no, no, no. Stop at first base. <laughs> no.
1: Oh my yeah. gosh. So not I love not it.
2: necessarily striking out, but definitely just uh, you know, continue to run past the base. We've we've experienced that a ton. <laughs>
1: that is the best that is the best that's got to be the best part about that i mean as a coach i know maybe it's slightly frustrating but i mean you watch that and you're like man that is so cool yeah. that's the greatest yeah. they, they don't quite get it and uh kids will do the most awesome things and this is your son that ran to the outfit oh, yeah. right? indeed yes that's great <laughs> that's so great <laughs> i asked about anybody striking out because i do have a memory of myself uh striking out a t-ball and i know know that's probably impossible to think how can you strike out a t-ball the ball is stationary and the coach back when i was a kid on the team that we called the blues uh my dad's cheering me on on the side and i keep i keep missing i keep missing and they gave me literally i don't know a hundred chances and they finally just coach came out put his arm around my shoulder walked me back patted me on the shoulder and said it's okay casey we'll try next time (laughs) Wow. and my my dad reminded me like for years like casey i mean I think you may have set a record i'm like really what did i do and he's like well i think you're the only one that's ever struck out at t-ball so anyway
2: (laughs) that's hilarious
1: (laughs) yeah so you know when you wrote that you were a coach at t-ball team i'm like man that's that's a memory for me right there okay that is awesome i love that you're coaching your son and um good luck in your year you're just getting started oh yeah my
2: first game is uh is april the 12th so um i'll have to let everybody know how it goes (laughs)
1: Nice. Well, I know that you said something else about your son, which I thought was pretty cool too. He wants to be a a, a superhero, and maybe his run past the first base is he was just looking for a longer uh, launch pad. He was just looking to take off or something.
2: There, that's a a great example. He's uh, it's funny because I share with my team all the time. So Jackson is literally all things superhero. So superhero, So whether it's. Um, Spider-Man or um, Hulk smash or all you can name them. The list goes for <laughs> Captain America. I mean, that's, if he could spend yes. the majority of his time watching anything superhero related, that's definitely what he tries to do.
1: Oh, uh, that's great. I love it. Um, that's so cool. All right. You don't just have uh, Jackson. You have a daughter too. And you said that she is a big time competitive dancer yeah. um, and spends a lot of time every week doing that. Are you or your wife do either of you guys help coach that or help her with that or have any experience with that? Or is she just on her own um, trajectory there?
2: So she's kind of on her own trajectory. Um, So Olivia is 13. She'll be 14 here in a couple of weeks and she's been dancing for uh, nine or 10 years now. Um, And she absolutely loves it. I I tell her, she thinks I'm kidding with her. I'm trying to be serious. I tell her she gets her dancing skills from her dad. Um, But unfortunately she doesn't let me coach her, coach her there. So, but uh, she, she is dedicated to her craft. They, they practice a ton and, And being uh, probably this um, being in COVID or during this time has been extremely tough on her because they've had several competitions that have been canceled, unfortunately. And they actually have their first one quite a while on April the 24th. So she's extremely excited about that.
1: It's neat when you see your kids excelling and stuff, you know, really taking off and loving something like that. It's inspiring. Obviously, she works really hard at this. So she's and she's been doing it for nine years. She's got to be amazing, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: she's she's we're we're extremely proud of her, um, and in her dancing, and she actually starts high school, so uh starts high school in the fall. Oh, wow. So we'll have a, a high schooler, and <laughs> uh, she's of course she's gonna be dancing <laughs> for our school. So it's a pretty exciting times for her.
1: Well, have fun with that, Dad. That's that's cool. Thank you. Um, well, I'm gonna have to pay attention to our next national meeting when you're out there on the dance floor because there's always a band, right? I'm gonna have to be paying <laughs> attention to, to your moves so I can learn some stuff. So uh hey, I, I can well let I can me cut a ask... rug, Casey. I can cut a rug. Okay, Brandon, I got to ask you about this. You had a big year last year. I think you turned 40. And you did something that uh, well, not everybody would do. But I want to know what you did and why you think you did it.
2: Yeah, Casey. So uh, last year, I actually turned 40 on uh, last April. And uh, my wife gives me a little bit of grief because she said I was clearly going through a midlife crisis. But uh, (laughs) I just decided to get uh, I decided to get some tattoos. And I ultimately ended up with uh, with five tattoos over the course of about uh,
1: probably about the six week time frame. So yeah, (laughs) dang. Wow. Did you already have a tattoo? Or was this like a, a new thing for you?
2: Yeah, I did. So I had when I was very young, 18, I think I got my first tattoo and it's got my initials because I always wanted a tattoo. So I just got something simple and I got my initials. And then uh, a few years ago, I actually got my daughter's name on my back. Um, just just her name, Olivia. And then um, me and my wife, shortly after we got married, we both got tattoos on our ring finger. Um, and of course, our, our wedding bands and rings would cover them up. But we just kind of got tattoos um,
1: of the infinity nice.
2: sign on our ring finger.
1: Not okay. So you got five inside of six weeks after you turned forty. So happy birthday, happy big fortieth, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can you share any of what you, any of the tattoos? What what were the five? Or is there is there one you could share of what it actually was?
2: Sure. So I, I'm a member of Cap uh, Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, and I always figure, hey, if I'm gonna get a tattoo, let's make it something that's gonna you know be there forever. So you know, my fraternity, I'll always be a, a fraternity member forever. So. Essentially, um, and I'm trying to explain this as best as I can without you having the opportunity to to see it, but essentially, I got my, on my right arm, I got my um, fraternity uh, coat of arms. I got a a scroll of the letters of my fraternity uh, directly beside the coat of arms, and then underneath that, I also got a, uh, a big clock. And it uh, signifies the time that I actually crossed or the time that I pledged, uh, which was 107 a.m. So if you look at the clock, it has 107 a.m. So those are are three kind of combined. Um, And then on that same arm, I got dog tags, uh, both of my kids' names and their birthdays. (laughs) Nice. Um, So, and and of course, this was over, you know, I had to, you know, had one session and then had to come back to get it complete for a second session. And, And during that second session, um, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, since I got something for the kids on my arm, I said, I want to do something for us. And I end up getting on my back um, a combined zodiac sign. I'm an Aries. My wife is a Taurus. So I got a combined Aries and Zodiac. I'm sorry, combined Aries and Taurus a zodiac sign on my back. Um, and the unique thing about that, the, the tattoos on my arm are they're fairly decent size. Um, the tattoo on my back is a little bit smaller, but I tell you, Casey, it was, I was think I was maybe 10 seconds in and I thought to myself, <laughs> I made a huge mistake because oh. that hurt like you wouldn't believe. So, um, yeah, <laughs> those are kind of the, the oh. five tattoos that I got.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, obviously they have big meaning to you, but the, the pain part of it, as you just were saying, I can't even imagine. I've never had a tattoo, but... It sounds like it would really hurt. And,
2: uh, <laughs> oh, man, uh but, yeah, but, if it's a, if it's an area that, that doesn't have a ton of like, uh, I guess meat or flesh, which you know most, <laughs> most people that's your back area, literally when I sat down and, and, the, the, the tattoo artist started to do it. And like I said, it, it wasn't 10 seconds in and I'm thinking to myself, what the heck have I done? So, <laughs> uh, I, I was able to break through it, fortunately enough.
1: <laughs> okay, Brandon, I got to ask you this now that I know you got tattoos with Your kids names on it what did they what did your kids think about what you did
2: yeah 13 she of course understood and thought it was pretty cool my son is four and uh he constantly asked me um maybe like once a week hey daddy when's your tattoo going to wash away and i'm trying to explain to him hey it's kind of a, a permanent thing it's not going to wash away so he uh, he doesn't understand that part quite yet okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, that was awesome. I could totally imagine him looking at you going, why is that still there? I don't understand. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It's
1: hilarious. Uh, hey, you got a lot of love for your family. You're you're making stuff permanent with their names on it and stuff that means something to you. So that's, that's actually pretty cool. Very, very cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And I just had to ask because uh, you know, people do different stuff when they think they are having a midlife crisis. You know, they, some guys buy a motorcycle and take off across the country and, what you did was a lot safer and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and very cool, though. Very, very cool to to show that love for your family and for what means a lot to you. So thanks for sharing that, Brandon. I appreciate it. That's cool.
2: Absolutely. And the last thing I'll say, Casey, it's it, a lot safer indeed and also a lot cheaper. To your point, I mean, I could have spent my wife, <laughs> I could have went out and bought like, a, you know, a BMW sports car or something like that. And, you know, which was, tattoos are a lot cheaper option. <laughs>
1: All right. I got to ask you this. Because there's obviously lots of uh, Neff Nation out there that have kids uh, at home still involved with all sorts of things. What have you learned from your daughter's experience, from your son's, you know, new experience in t-ball as a coach? What have kids, your kids in particular, maybe some of their friends, what have they taught you and and um, and helped you to to remember as an adult that maybe you forgot, or that we could we should all remember? Well, I think, anything stand out? Yeah, I
2: think just, just having fun, Um, you know, being a kid and being that age, like I said, with Olivia being 14 and, and Jackson being, or she'll be 14 in a couple weeks and Jackson being four, um, just making sure that we have fun, right? Living in, in kind of this pandemic for the the past, you know, year plus and, um, you know, thinking about all the things that, that we can't do and some of, you know, the, the ton of restrictions that we've had, I think we can kind of, you know, just think about those things. You, you Somewhat you're living in a bubble, right? And then when you relate to your kids and whether it's Olivia, you know, with dancing and going to practice and, and just seeing the joy on her face when she's around her girlfriends and they're, um, you know, going into the studio. And, and also, like I mentioned with Jackson playing T-ball and with the kids just running around, um, Uh, You know, recklessly in some cases, but but they're having a good time, you know, and I I think that that's something that we can bring back to our everyday lives and and maybe not try to take everything as serious as we do and just um, try to remember that, hey, even though we're all living in a pandemic, there's still really good times and just being able to enjoy the times that we have with our family and our
1: friends. I love it. That is honestly, that's some of the best advice uh, to hear and such a great reminder, right? Uh, and I know you said run around recklessly a little bit, right? And and just have fun yeah. though. And sometimes you just got to realize that the stuff that we get buried in or or uh, feel are so, are so pressing sometimes, um, maybe they're not. Absolutely. You know, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay to, to it is okay to laugh and have fun. And uh, so what a great reminder. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. You uh, your family lives in louisville kentucky did i say that right it's louisville right so it's it's, it's I, funny you ask so it's louisville and there, there's a ton of different louisville. ways that people pronounce ah. it
2: if you live Dang here it. then you, you say louisville everyone else says louisville or louisville or whatever but if you live in live in here or live here born and raised
1: you it, it's pronounced louisville louisville yeah. okay <laughs> yeah you okay you would know you're born and raised in louisville yep. okay and and you said you're building a new home that's awesome
2: we are. It's been a. Uh, it's been a process. I give uh, kudos to my wife. Um, she's uh, pretty much carried the reins of this process. We started um, the planning process in probably June or July of last year. Um, we were finally able to break ground right before Thanksgiving, shortly before Thanksgiving in November, of course, of uh, 2020, and, and hopefully we'll be um, be moving in. I think target date is September of this year. So it's it's definitely been a process. Exciting. Yeah. That
1: is awesome. Uh, very, very cool. And it's in the Louisville area.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's roughly probably, I'd, I'd say probably 12 minutes from uh, from where we live at now. So
1: okay,
2: the uh, first time we built the house and um, the, right now they're just completing the framing uh, phase, which is probably the coolest phase because you can actually see, you know, the plans come to fruition. Um, my kid, I'm joking with my wife because I think she goes over there probably you know at least once sometimes twice a day um, during the process and she's texting me with updates and and so on and so forth so we're it's
1: it's exciting times for us right now that's neat i've i've uh i've never experienced building building a new home i can imagine that would be really fun to watch that whole thing come together and uh and you were involved in the design process and all that sort of stuff and
2: yeah we were well i I say we and like i said it, it Technically, we, but a lot of that was was Candice, my wife. She took the nice. she took the reins of that, and I was just kind of just uh, nodding my head and agreeing. So, <laughs> you know, <how> that <laughs> move. Right. That's a good,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yep, life, life's good when your when your wife is happy or your spouse is happy. Life is good. There you so, go. Uh, that's that's cool. That's exciting. I love it. Well, you're a huge fan of Kentucky. You like I said in the introduction, University of Kentucky grad and um uh, you have so much passion for where you live what and this is just the just for fun here if you were if you were, because not everybody talks so highly about their state necessarily but i if, if you were like chamber of commerce guy and you're trying to sell me on coming to kentucky like what is it what is it that you love about louisville and um because it sounds like a really awesome place i've never been there
2: so Again, like you mentioned, born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, it's it's a to me it's a very cool city. It's it's a city that um, you know has uh, different options for folks. If you want to you know go out and have a good time, it's a, it's an excellent city. If you want to raise a family, I always provide a, a tidbit or a nice fact. It's actually the 16th largest city in the country, which I think a lot of folks may not necessarily realize.
0: Um, really? Yeah, I think sometimes people not, yeah. think of
2: Kentucky and think it's kind of like oh this you know small area or kind of a you know country or rural place. But yeah, Louisville is the 16th largest city. Um, in the country. So it, it, one thing that I'll mention about Louisville and I'll kind of brag on is, and I think most folks are familiar with the Kentucky Derby. And of course that takes place right, uh, right in Louisville. Um, And it's, it's always ran the first Saturday in May. And let me backtrack when I say always that's pre-COVID last year was a little different just because of the pandemic, <laughs> but um, most normal years is the first Saturday in May. And I'll say if, if anyone ever has the opportunity to come to Louisville that weekend, probably that week of Derby is it, it, it's, it's the best place in the country to be, and and I may be biased wow. by saying that, but there's so many activities going on. Um, being out at the track on you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday um, of Derby Week, it, it's just truly exciting, um, and especially if the uh, the weather cooperates. It's just uh, it's just an awesome time to be in, be in the city.
1: Nice. All right, that's uh, I got to put that on my list: the places to visit. That sounds cool. No, sounds no. really cool. Nice. Okay. So you got a lot of great things happening um, and uh, but there's some history to uh, lead up to all this stuff. You you've uh, been married for. So
2: we've been married for uh, six years. So we'll celebrate our six year anniversary um, in May. So next month. Yes.
1: And you guys have something in common. You she's in pharmaceutical industry too. Is that right?
2: She is. So my
1: wife, your wife, Candace, yeah. okay. Candace works for,
2: uh, for Um, She promotes Berlinta. She's in their, the cardiovascular division. So she's been with AZ for uh, going on seven years.
1: That's awesome. Very cool. So you can talk shop at home. Oh, right?
2: absolutely. So we can definitely relate. Probably it. too much. It, especially <laughs> during the pandemic. So we're, um, you know, we were talking about my office previously before uh, before we hopped on this podcast, but it's kind of you know we, we switch. So sometimes I'm in the office and she's upstairs. Sometimes she's in the office and I'm upstairs because we're always <laughs> you know on the phone and um, which I'm sure everyone knows is listening is trying to to work virtually. So it's uh, it's it's somewhat sometimes a challenge when you have two people in the same industry doing the same thing and, and both trying to be on virtual calls throughout the day.
1: Yeah, you're like sure. looking for quiet space. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> your, your turn to keep the kids busy, and I got to be on my call. And okay, exactly. Uh, nice. That's a that's a little. Speaking of dancing, that's a little dance you guys got to do at home. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Medical field seems to run in your family. Uh, you've got a twin sister. I'm sure some people know that. There's probably most people that don't know that. And she's in the medical field. And you've got an older brother, too. Tell me a little bit about that for just a minute. Absolutely. So
2: my uh, twin sister, like you mentioned, her name is Shannon. Uh, anytime, and I always get when people meet me for the first time, of course, they always put a D in my name and call me Brandon, Brandon. Um, and I'm so used to it, it actually, it doesn't bother me anymore, but it like drives my family crazy. But um, I always share with them. I say, hey, my parents were doing, I say, I have a twin sister. My parents are doing the rhyming thing. So if you can't remember my name, my sister's name is Shannon, and my name is Brandon. So it's just the easy way to to remember my name, so.
1: um, Not confusing at all. There you go, there you go.
2: But so my sister is a, uh, she's a pharmacist um, and my brother and sister are you know my best friends in the world. So like, so one funny story before I get to my brother, and I don't know if it's necessarily funny, I always get the kick out of it. When I share with people that I have a twin and then I explain to them, hey, you know, I have a twin sister, I'd say more than half the time, the follow up question is, are you guys identical? And I'm like, well, she's a girl and I'm a guy. So no, we're not, we're not identical. (laughs) Um, So I, I I get that question more often than you would ever believe. So, um, but yeah, so Shannon lives in in Louisville. She lives uh, roughly, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or so from us and um, her daughter, my niece is 13. So my daughter and my niece, um, my daughter, Olivia, my niece, Sydney are um, eight months apart, which is pretty cool. And then she also has a, a son. So my nephew, Christian, um, just turned eight. So my older brother, his name is Thaddeus. He is a physician. He's a gastroenterologist. Um, and he lives in Lexington, Kentucky, which is about an hour from Louisville. Um, that's where I went to school. Um, and uh, yeah, me and my brother are, are extremely close. So yeah, the The medical field kind of uh, runs in our family. My wife always gives me grief because, again, my sister's a pharmacist, my brother a doctor, and she's like, my mom – my mother treats me like – she's like, your mom treats you like you're the black sheep of the family. Uh, She's like, like, you do pretty well, you know. So so we always get a a nice uh, nice chuckle out of that.
1: (laughs) Hey, you can talk shop with those guys. Come on. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's funny. I'm listening. I'm listening to you. You're talking about names, right? Shannon, Brandon, and then Thaddeus, and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't <laughs> rhyme. What
2: happened? And...
1: Yeah. So my dad,
2: my dad's name is Thaddy, T H A D Y. Um. And oh, okay, Gotcha. Another so weird you're named story. after dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, another weird story. And sorry <laughs> if we have a maybe ten seconds. So my dad was was uh, born in a, a small rural town called Humboldt, Tennessee, and um, his parents initially wanted to name him Thadis but his name got messed up on the birth certificate and it ended up being fatty. So (laughs) when my dad had a son, my brother, he was like, I'm going to name him Thaddeus and get it right. So that's kind of how my brother's name (laughs) came about. Oh, that's awesome.
1: I love it. That's a, that's actually a cool little family history story. I like that. Indeed. Okay. Thanks for sharing all that great stuff about your family. I love hearing that. And, um, um, now listen, I, something that's interwoven and intertwined with your entire life is, um, Something we haven't even gotten to yet, and you—you you are self-purported biggest sports pan sports fan, excuse me—that you've ever met. So I love how you wrote that, and so uh, <laughs> that really stood out to me, obviously, because uh, I know a lot of people are big sports fan, but the biggest biggest fans in the world. I love it. You put down some uh, CBB, golf, NFL, CFB, boxing, and baseball, and I. <laughs> I'm so lame that I was like CBB. What's CBB? College (laughs) basketball. Hello. I mean, I should know acronyms being at Amgen. Right. right? I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) I like sports, but I'm obviously not the biggest fan. If I didn't know that. Do you have a sport that is like, is it, do you love them all? Or do you just have one that just, man, I got a, I'm a basketball nut or a baseball or football. What is it, What really stands out? Or are you just everything?
2: So I, I just, I love sports. I mean, I, I can sit down and, and talk about pretty much any sport. I just keep up with it. Um, it's harder to keep up with it now with, with kids and, and being active there, but I, I love to watch it in my free time. Um, but to answer your question, I am a, uh, a college basketball fanatic. I, I think, I, you know, we talked about it <laughs> earlier. I'm a diehard Kentucky basketball fan being from Louisville and born and raised in Louisville. It's tough because, um, it, it's most folks may not know, but Kentucky, University of Kentucky and the university of Louisville are huge rivals. And I'm literally me and my nephew, my brother's son, um, we're literally the only Kentucky fans in our family. My whole family are are Louisville fans. My wife is a Louisville fan. Her whole family oh, no. is Louisville fans. Oh um, no! Yeah. So it's when when Louisville plays, when Kentucky and Louisville play in basketball, it's 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 me and my wife were truly a house divided. My wife is a University of Louisville grad. I'm a University of Kentucky grad. So we, you know, that's one one time a year that uh, that we bump heads. But um, yeah, I'm a, a diehard Kentucky basketball fan. Um, I'll throw this in there. I like to throw in miscellaneous facts, Casey, but. Kentucky basketball where the all-time winning, um, winningest program in NCAA history. It's uh, wow. this time of year is March Madness. And it's, it's my favorite time of year normally, but it's, it was a down year, not only with COVID, but with my beloved team. And, and unfortunately, we didn't make the tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, uh, I, March Madness hasn't been as enjoyable is what I'm trying to say as it has been in, in most years. So
1: you're still going to watch the final four. Though,
2: well, of course. Of course. Right? <laughs> yeah, let, let's not get too crazy. Well, of course I'm going to watch it. It's just, uh, it's just not going to be as enjoyable there. And then um, I actually start, started golfing about, seriously, about five or six years ago. And, and that's something I just truly enjoy as well, just kind of during downtime. So I love watching college basketball. But if I have to get out and, and play a sport of my own, it would be, um, it, it would be golf. I love to golf.
1: Golf is an awesome sport. Have you got Olivia or Jackson into into golf or anything? Yet? So
2: unfortunately, neither one has taken a liking to golf as of yet. um <laughs> Livy, Olivia is so busy with her dance that uh, she doesn't have the time to do it, and Jackson no time for right, golf. Right, yeah. Jackson just doesn't know yet, but he's going to be in golf lessons starting uh, if not this um summer, then definitely next summer. So he, he he's going to like it one way or another. Hopefully, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if he listens to the podcast, he'll find out that he's going to be golfing. There soon. you go. <laughs> Well, I can just see your house. Uh, you said house divided. I can just see you repping the gear on game days with different colored jerseys going around the house. And uh, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun in there. <laughs> it, it's pretty
2: cool. So one, I'll, I'll say this really quickly. Um, the last time that, that UK won the national championship was actually 2012 we've been in several final four since then but the last time we won a championship was 2012 and that was in new orleans and and during the final four we actually played louisville and it was the coolest sporting experience that i've ever had because you think about the state of kentucky literally took over bourbon street i mean when you walk down bourbon street there was like a blue side and a red side it was just
0: Totally cool. awesome.
2: Kentucky won the game against Louisville in the final nice. four and ultimately beat Kansas in the championship. And I was actually there and it was it was so cool. A, a
1: very cool experience. I can imagine that would be an awesome experience to have. We're going to switch gears from playing uh, sports to um, playing in our industry as we kind of wind the Nef Radio interview down. This is a lot of fun. And honestly, this is the hardest part because it's so fun talking to you that it's like you don't want to cut it off. You just want to keep it going. But... You've been in pharma for, for a long time now. Uh, I think you said 16 plus years. You've been a DM for a really long time, like the majority of that time. Um, and with Amgen the last five years, I'd love, love you to tell Nef Nation um, what Amgen has meant to you. Obviously, you've been a leader the whole time you've been here. Tell me your experience about Amgen and kind of what makes you tick with regards to, to being here.
2: Yeah. So like like several folks, I'm sure that's going to be listening to this. I had the opportunity to join Amgen in 2016 when we were preparing to launch. Um, I know we had some delays and challenges there and, and we were finally able to launch but a year and a half or so later. And and I can truly say that, you know, Amgen has been the best company that I've had the opportunity to work for um, in, in my 16 years in the industry. The the launch was just phenomenal for those folks that are here. I'm sure, you you know, making a test as well. Um, the, the culture at Amgen to me just, just stands apart from any other organization that I've ever had the chance to be in. Um, it's what I love about it. It's, it's, it's about people, right. And, and Amgen truly listens to their people. Um, if there's concerns, if there's challenges, you know, there's a direct line, um, to listen to their people and not only Amgen, but I think about nephrology and, for anybody that, um, that I talk to, of course, that, that doesn't work for Amgen, they say, how is it? You know, we hear about this big company and we hear about all these, these great things at Amgen. Can you just share with us, you know, what that looks like? And, and the first thing I go to is, is I talk about being in nephrology. And I said, nephrology is so cool because you work for this huge organization, right? You work for this huge company, but you're, you're working in nephrology and it's a family feel. Right. Um, so it doesn't feel like you're working for this huge company. Now, I always give the examples. I'm like, you know, SSRs, they can you know have a direct line to marketing managers and have a direct line to the RSDs. And people know each other by their first names. Right. And that to me is like a, a family feel. Um, so that's been the coolest part of being here. Um, and then I, I think I'd be remiss without talking about my team. And I know we, we've had challenges and um, with, you know, with, with some of some changes in the organization last October. And I've had a chance to lead two two different teams had the opportunity to work with excellent people. Right. And you don't necessarily get that in, in, in every single organization that you're with. And I think um, the teams that I've had the the pleasure and opportunity to lead have truly been a blessing for me. We've all pulled for each other. Um, and it's so cool. Um, and then not only, not only the teams that I've had the chance to lead, but the, the DMS that I overlap with it, it's truly, we go back to that family feel where everyone is, is truly supporting each other and pulling for each other. So it has just been a, an awesome experience for me. I can go on and on and on, but I just think there's, there's so <laughs> many positives Casey about, um, having the chance to be with, uh, be at Amgen. And, um, it's just been a, a very, very cool
1: experience. Man. I love that you were, um, you know, giving kudos to your team too, and you know, working through transition because that was a big thing that happened last year. And, uh, so thank you for, for that. I'm sure you're going to bring a lot of smiles to your, to your team when they hear this. And I love what you said about Amgen in general, which is and specifically nephrology, which is what I love about it too, is it, it's, it's a family. It feels like a family and, and it really makes us unique and sets us apart. So I I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Brandon. Listen, you were tapped. I'm not sure at which point, but you're a leader in one of the Amgen networks too. And Mm -hmm. you and I communicated a few times because I was really grateful for the stuff that you shared in February with regards to ABEN and Black History Month. And what's been your experience with that and what are you seeing as far as change uh, for the better that's happening because of Amgen's efforts to help inclusion and belonging?
2: Yeah, so I think that that's another um, really cool part about being being in this organization, which I didn't have that experience um, in other organizations. So I'm sure folks are familiar with some of the ERGs um, that Amgen has. And then ABEN is, is Amgen's Black Employee Network. Within ABEN, we try to bring awareness um, to social issues and, and, and provide education and things like that. Casey, you mentioned the newsletter that we had in February for Black History Month. Um, you mentioned with, I'm on the Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging uh, Council um, within Amgen. And I think with, with some of the um, the social issues and injustices Um, that we experienced over the past year or so and i know bob bradway sent out an email to the organization Um, but for me it was really important and i thought it was really cool if we look at our leadership within nephrology and i'll give um gail and and julie um, kudos kudos and props because it wasn't just that bob sent this email out it was saying hey what sort of tangible action can we have right um and that's you know i know the book club was included and everyone had an opportunity to participate in that where um, latoya washington and karen mcconnell were leading that that initiative for the organization so um, again, going back to, to tangible action and bringing awareness and providing education to the field, and I know that we had an opportunity to summarize that at the S1 meeting here about a week and a half ago with our, our book club discussion. So, you know, I, I think sometimes we, you know, we may take those things for granted, but talking with peers, and I'm sure we all know folks within the industry that work for other companies, you don't necessarily hear that all the time that other organizations are doing that. And I, to me, that's just something that um, we can definitely hang our hat on being, uh, being here at Amgen
1: uh Brandon, you're awesome thank you so much for your time thank you so much for being on NeF Radio and sharing with everybody um insight about your awesome family and what you got going on in your life and um uh the wonderful things you just shared about Amgen we really appreciate it thanks for being on
2: thank you for having me Casey very cool experience I think this is a super cool thing that uh, that you and Kyle are doing um it's a it's a lot of fun so thanks so much
0: and that's Nef Radio. We really hope that you enjoyed this wonderful interview with our good friend Brandon Cox from the Bluegrass State. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to turn into other Nef Radio podcasts in the future and episodes recorded in the past.